This shitty editing and shitty theme song are brought to you by GarageBand. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining on a beautiful evening for another episode of Phonies. Um, it's just a joy. I'm here today with an incredible guest, somebody who I'm very, very excited is here. As you guys know, my listeners, uh, I only have experts on this podcast, people who know their field backwards and forwards can give us the true insight and the true detail into what uh, their sphere of life is all about. And this this man is no different. I was um, walking through the streets of Italy. And you're probably asking, like, Marty, why are you in Italy? Well, I was on vacation. And it was just a solo vacation, just kind of like a little me time. Took a week, went to Italy, Found this man on the street and said, you need to be on my podcast. Flew him in, got him here, and uh, the rest is history. It's just been a beautiful conversation thus far, and now you guys get to join in. So without further ado, my special guest today is none other than Patrick Houlihan. Patrick. Thank you. Thank you for having me having me here, Mari. Patrick, it is... Wow. I'm very excited for, for your topic today because you it's something that we haven't really discussed a whole lot here on the podcast. No, we haven't. And I'm glad I can come and just talk about the history of pasta. Yes. So Patrick here is a pasta historian. Is yes. that correct? Yes. I, I love pasta. You may be wondering, like, you found me in Italy. Mm-hmm. I don't have an Italian accent. Well, I grew up here in the States mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what? I love spaghetti. It's time to figure it out. So I flew myself to Italy. I've been living there ever since. So you've, how long have you been there then? Like, what was this life change moment for you? How long ago? Fifteen years ago. Wow. I just, I graduated high school and I was like, see you parents, time to go to Italy. Oh my gosh. And because Patrick Houlihan is not Italian name. No, I'm very Irish. Yes, yes, yes. But I love my spaghetti and linguine and fettuccine and my angel hair and my bow tie pasta. Mwah! It's wow. great. I, so, I'm so curious, because I, I love pasta as well. I mean, who doesn't? Oh, everyone should. Truly. What, what like, kind of pushed you over the edge 15 years ago to be like, this is what I want to devote my life to? Because that's a big decision yeah I, that's a good good question I was I was sitting at home enjoying uh, some of my mom's famous uh, spaghetti and you know what I was looking down at it as as I was eating it and then I just like heard a voice in my head and it was like go seek the spaghetti oh, and I was wow. like all right that's it that convinced me I heard the voice I don't know if it was God or my just a voice inside my head I don't know what it was but I'm glad I followed that voice to Italy. So it was just the voice. That was the that was the ticker for you. That was the thing. Just it just it spoke. You know, something in my head just 
worked. The wheels started turning. Something spoke to me. Mm-hmm. Well, I, and it was it was inspiring. Your mom's spaghetti is this something that you grew up eating? Has pasta kind of oh. always been a part of? Oh your life? yeah, oh yeah. I've ate. She she made spaghetti about once, maybe every week. Wow, it was a lot, a lot of spaghetti. A lot of spaghetti, but I loved it, and so I enjoyed it, and I just you know I I would I look at it. Uh, and be like, this looks great, yes. and I love eating it, um, and it just has always been in my life. And then that one day, it just like came out, and I heard a voice telling me to go seek it out. That's you know, incredible. It's, it's like field of dreams. Yes. You know, you build it, they will come. And you you see it, you will go. That's how it worked for me. I love that you see it, you will go. Yes. Do you? Um, was there any like inkling in your brain of like this is a this is a big life change? Like, did it? Did it? hit you in the moment that you were going to devote your life to this? Or was this just kind of like, a, oh, maybe I'll try it out? I, yeah, I, I think it was like, I'll tr- I'll see. You know, the voice kind of spoke to me, but okay. it's like, you just shouldn't listen to every voice in your head. But mm-hmm. So I, I took it with a grain of salt, sure. you know. Um, and But I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go. I literally, the next week, I bought my plane ticket mm-hmm. and then flew on out. I said, deuces, mom and dad, I'm going to go figure out pasta. Have you ever seen your parents since then? I have not. Really? Yeah, I, I send them pictures. I will, uh, I'll send them pictures of this, the type of pasta I'm studying at the time. Mm-hmm. So, so that's I, like your little yeah, touch I'll se- base? Yeah, I'll, I'll send in like a picture, put it in like a postcard form, and then just like write, Mom, Dad, having fun in Italy, bye, and then send it away. No context to like, I guess, what I'm, the picture of the spaghetti, but I just assume they know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They see the spaghetti, like, they had some good looking spaghetti. And I'm sure they're impressed and proud of you. Yeah. You know, like they're like, this spaghetti, holy uh, it's holy cannoli. Yes. Which I also love cannolis. I, I, I'm sorry to speak about spaghetti too much, but I mean all forms of pasta. Of course. That's that's what I mean. Of course. I, I, I understand. It's um I'm so okay, so you get to Italy. What do you do? Like what's the first thing you do in order to like have well, this life's dream come, yeah. to, come to work. Get off the airplane, mm-hmm. um, get walk out in the airport and I just look around and I'm like, hey, who knows something about spaghetti? And sadly, didn't work. Uh, no one there. But so then I walked outside the airport. Then yelled, "Hey, who knows something about spaghetti?" And there's a chef. I just because you know in Italy they have like chef stands just all around the airport. You know when mm-hmm. you know tourists come in that they can like experience Italy like, just like right away. A little tent where a chef sets up yes. right outside the airport. Yes. And they're like, "Welcome to Italy." Here's a linguine. Here's some linguine. Yeah, okay. And, yeah, so I met Chef, uh, Maestro? Maestro? Chef Maestro? Maestro. I struggle with his name. Chef Maestro. So it's like... Is he was he a like a like a maestro conductor and a chef or is his name just maestro? His name's just maestro. It's oh, a little confusing, um, but he's just chef maestro. His oh. name was that. I wow. think I I. Now that you say that, I think his grandpa might have been like a conductor mm-hmm. or something, and he his his grandpa was very famous, and then decided to just change the name to maestro just because passed down the name. Yeah, sure. and then just passed down the name. I get it. Yeah. So you find him, and he takes you under your wing? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I come out, and he's like, hey, you just asked that question. Come on over here. I'll teach you all about pasta, and you'll learn all about the history of it. Oh. And I'm like, hot damn. 
I didn't think this would work that quick. And I just jump in. That is incredibly lucky. I, I feel know. like you really hit the jackpot. I, Not everyone can just find a chef. I, I, I was shocked too, but I was so happy. So then, yeah, then we just started talking and then... Uh, he immediately, he just pulled, he showed me the linguine and I was just like, that's great linguine. Now, where did you learn about that? Mm -hmm. And then, so he pulled out this book that was called the book of linguine. Mm. And then I was like, what? I had no idea that there was a book of linguine. So is there a book? On every kind of pasta, or is yeah, no, every single one. There's spaghetti and angel hair, and cannoli. Even cannolis have their oh own. Oh my god! That book is actually is called Holy Cannoli. It's, wow, it's pretty clever. I like it. They they knew what they were doing with that one. So did he just give you these books, or did was there like a training? Oh, there him? was there was a training. Sure. Like like he he showed them to me, and I tried to touch. It. He's like, whoa, there, Bucko. <laughs> Uh, he also spoke saying bucko a lot. That was his, that was his catchphrase. Oh, okay. okay. And I'm not going to do like a terrible Italian accent sure. to describe. I don't want to be offensive in that way. I understand. I, I would do the same. But yeah, he went, whoa there, bucko. Like, don't touch the linguine book. Mm-hmm. You got to learn. Okay. So, obviously, we started an eight-week deep dive into linguine. Mm-hmm. And so, basically, the last 15 years, it's been like an eight-week class of linguine, but that's the beginner. Sure. And then you go to an intermediate. Oh, wow. And then you go to a master one. So that's eight weeks for, like, beginner, eight weeks for intermediate. Intermediate. All just on linguine. All on linguine. Wow. And then master. And then there's a uh, another program. Just for him, I had to uh, submit to get into an advanced study program. Oh, my gosh. And then I got into that to learn more about linguine, and that was how every single pasta worked. Oh, my God. How many? different kinds of pasta is there there's over a thousand different a kinds. thousand there's a thousand i'm nowhere close to knowing all the knowledge but i know a lot of it that's incredible so how far have you gotten in these 15 years like some <sighs> quick math here you've are you halfway? Uh, I think I'm about 451. So okay, I'm close. You're close, close to halfway. You're close. I've had to retake. Angel hair was a hard class. I had to retake that a couple times. Wow. The, the intermediate one. I don't know what. I got mixed up between how much butter you got to put on when you're using meat and how much butter you got to put on when you're not using meat. That trip me yeah. up every time. It's six grams. That's how much butter you need. Okay, well, now I know. Now you know. Now you know. That's for me. Without me, 18 grams. Wow. Yeah. That's a butter. Yeah. Okay, so just can you... I don't want to diminish your studies okay. and like take anything mm-hmm. that I couldn't get... You know, I, I, you're an expert, so there's no way that mm-hmm. I'm ever going to understand all the things you know. But yes. could you just give me like some of the top historical facts, like some of your favorite historical oh. facts? love telling the facts oh, about good. it. Yeah, I love it. Good. One fact is that pasta was invented by Figaro Pasta. Wow. Yeah, you wouldn't think like this, This like pasta, you know, it, like another fact is that it's literally like, it's like an evolution. Mm-hmm. So like originally it, it just, everything kind of says pasta. First it started with spaghetti. Okay, that was the first one. Yeah. Then spaghetti formed off into linguine. Mm-hmm. You know, it combined together to make a little thicker uh, noodle. Yes. And then from linguine, it decided to tie together to make angel hair. Okay. And yeah. so 
Pasta was the one who discovered, Figaro Pasta was the one who, uh, like, invented the term for pasta to, to kind of say, like, oh, this is what all this kind of is that yes. we're looking at. Got it. So. And then it just kind of descended. Yeah, it there. descended. Like, he kind of drew it up. Like, he is, like, the Charles Darwin of the pasta field. Sure. You know, yeah, Figaro yeah. Pasta. And obviously he used his name to describe it. Which, I didn't know that. I didn't. I feel like most things are named after people, but pasta I was not expecting. Yeah, well, it is. That, that's a great fun fact that for you. Is. Also, Angel Hair, named after a person. Really? Yeah. Is his first name Angel, last name Hair? Actually, it's Chris Angel Hair is what the... No uh, way. Yeah, it's. I guess it's Chris Angel's like... Like he, Chris Angel would be about the eighth generation down from Chris Angel Hair. No way. Yeah. That's crazy. That's insane. I know. That's a fact most people don't know. And now everyone will. And now everyone knows that Chris Angel Hair founded Angel Hair and then Chris Angel's named after him a long time after that. This is insane. Oh, I'm learning so much. Okay, so that's one fun fact. What other kind of historical things would you say are like your top oh, favorites? Um, so pasta... Um, during World War One, mm, there was mm-hmm. an, an embargo on pasta across uh, across the Europe. Europe, sure. Italy was like, "Whoa, we're not giving anyone pasta. You, know, you guys got to handle your shit. Mm-hmm. We don't want to like give it out." So there was a pasta shortage across all of the wars even even the doughboys the united states mm-hmm. they couldn't even get the pasta everyone was upset interesting and so like they thought world war ii wasn't going to be because the nazis like started just pissing everyone off mm-hmm. no they thought it was because everyone would be up so upset after world war one not having pasta that they just everyone would go invade italy to get the pasta back honestly if i was alive in that time i would I would be quite upset. I'd be marching on Rome right away. Oh, yeah. I'd be down there. I don't know how you could live without it. I couldn't. If if pasta was gone, I would just be out of here. You would be done. I would be done. I'd be like, all right, take me out to the cemetery, dig me a grave, and I'll just go lay down in it. So... How, so this was, it was, the shortage lasted like five, ten years? Yeah, yeah. It lasted about... Seven and a half years, okay. um, including the war. So the war was about four years sure. there, and then, then it's three and a half after. years after. Okay, wow. Um, but like the United States got over it because of the warring, the roaring twenties. You know, they're just like, let's start boozing and all that stuff. Let's like, sh- all the gangsters are like, yeah, I got guns. Woohoo! Bang, bang, bang. They kind of forgot about. They, the they pasta. forgot about the pasta. <laughs> And the other countries, you know, they're all torn up for World War One, and while they got upset, they're just like, "We gotta get back to work." You know, mm-hmm. we gotta, we gotta build our countries back up. That's so, uh, so interesting. Yeah. So, Italy never had the shortage, and they kind of continued. No, they they had the they had the pasta. They just weren't giving it out to anyone. Good for them. They're like, we're keeping it here. We don't want anyone else to, you know, touch it. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want your dirty hands from this no. war to touch it. No, no, no. Keep it clean. Keep the pasta clean. Yes. Keep it in house. Yeah. Nobody, nobody gets our pasta. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I'm glad. While I would be intrigued to see a war started over pasta, I'm glad yeah. that we haven't. I, I'm glad they didn't either. I they, feel like that could be really messy, like much. on a lot of levels, like yeah. like physically messy. Yeah, it'd be very gross, and then like 
guts would be like almost spaghetti to people. That, the red guts. I'm sorry. That's disgusting. I apologize for that. Just some like marinara. Like the meat sauce. The yeah, marinara. Yeah, yeah. People might get confused. Be like, oh, is that marinara or is that blood? I don't know. And you don't want that. No, to nobody, happen. nobody. Nobody. That wants would be that. disgusting. Wow, that's gross. Yeah. So there's, so this World War One. Any other? Oh, your favorite? Yeah, the Pope. You know, and while he doesn't technically live in Italy, he lives in the Vatican City. Yes. But it's within, you know, the confines of basically Italy. Sure, sure. He gets his own pasta delivered to him every single day. No way. Yeah. Like, what if the Pope, because not all the Popes are Italian, right? So it's, sometimes they come from other places, but yeah. they still get... Oh, yeah. They absolutely have to. Um, it is a rule of becoming a Pope. You know when they, like, before they put up the white smoke and they're like, Here, here's the next Pope. They call up the Pope and they're like, yo, Popo, uh, I mean Pope, sorry, not the cops. Yo, Pope, um, you're going to have to like spaghetti or linguine, angel hair, all that jazz. Mm -hmm. And he's like, sounds good, make me the Pope now. That's how That's it works. That's like the criteria. Like they yeah, have to have that. Is, that is the number one criteria of becoming the Pope is you like pasta. Wow. And if you don't like pasta, you're not the Pope. I wonder if that's happened, if that's like... Well that's, is... well, that's what happened to Pope Benedict. Really? You know, like, he, they say he, he actually, like, you know, he kind of is Pope Emeritus. Like, he got sick of traveling. That's not true. He just, like, got tired of pasta? He got tired of pasta. And so they gave him an option. They're like, all right, you can't be Pope. You can still hang around the castle with uh, Pope Francis, but you can't really do anything because you don't like pasta. But we'll we'll keep it cool. So no they're they're way. very nice to that Pope, yeah. That's crazy. So, so that's why Pope Benedict... Doesn't like pasta. So they so they cut him out of being Mr. Pope. Oh my um, god. Pope Francis loves it. Good. So he'll be around for yeah, a while. Yeah, he'll be around for a while. Don't worry. That's insane. Oh my gosh. Okay, this is beautiful. This is very, very, very insightful. Um, in your line of studies and just learning about the history of all these different mm -hmm. forms of pasta, I understand this could be a very difficult question. Yes. But do you have a favorite kind of pasta? Ooh. I know. I know. I'm so sorry to ask. Oh, that hurts, man. That's a hard, hard question. Um, ugh. Okay, I'll, I'll rank a few. Okay. That's, that's how we'll do it. Oh, we'll, ranking is good. That's we'll fine. We'll go ascending order, so from five to one. Okay. So we'll go with linguine. It's right there. Okay. And then we'll go with, uh, we'll, we'll go with uh, jamanja. That's, a, that's a, actually a... Asian flavored, um, uh, Asian noodle type sure, of thing that's yeah. now in the family of pasta. No, okay. Yeah, okay, great. yeah. And then we'll have uh, angel hair, of course, Chris Angel hair. Yes. And then we'll go with spaghetti, and bow tie is actually my favorite by a slight margin. I do love a good bow tie. Yeah, I love it. I also love just how formal it looks yes. when I look down at it. I'm like, you know, the noodles are all scrambled together. You have to cut it up, but you look down at bow tie. It's Oh, it's a little bow tie. I can just pick right at one piece. Yes. Eat it simple into my mouth. And I feel like the bow tie can come like in a small or a large bow yeah. tie. Yeah. You can be like, you never know what kind of bow tie you want to be yeah. wearing as the same as the, what you want to be eating. Yes. You want the little cute little dainty one or you want the big one just showing off how good your bow tie is. I, I would agree with you. I feel like bow tie is also my favorite. I will say, I do have, I don't know if I can rank pastas necessarily. I don't know as much as you do, yeah, you know, yes. but I do have a least favorite pasta and that's elbow. Ooh. 
I really don't like elbow pasta. And I really? feel like that's used very commonly. Yeah. It's like the little noodle, but it's kind of like in an elbow. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Oh, you know. Yeah, it's the elbow. This is for the listeners. Yeah, this is for the listeners. I know what pasta you're talking about. I... The reason I, I, I thought for a little bit, I had to think, because I, I remembered that elbow pasta was founded by the guy who discovered, actually, the elbow of a human body. Really? And so he was actually, he was out in the woods, and he was, he was looking at this old human skeleton that was mm-hmm. just laying out there. Uh-huh. And then he looked right next to it, and then there was just elbow pasta, right? What? And he's like, that's an elbow. Like, that looks the same as that. And then it, it's like this, th- there's a river that makes an L, and then it also bows, and then he's like, elbow. That's where he was. He's near the elbow part of the river. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. How did this pasta just, like, happen in the woods? Like, I, how, how did it happen across? Well, I don't know if you know this. Elbow pasta is actually the only pasta that grows itself. No way. Woods. Yeah, you can go out. It's like morel mushrooms. You can go out and hunt those. You can hunt elbow pasta. No. Most people don't know that. Way. Yeah. So it just grows, like, on a tree? Well, no, it's its own plant. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, like it's not just growing outside trees or other plants. It's not like, a, it's not sucking off the energy of that. It's its own thing. So this particular elbow pasta is found in nature. Can you explain a little bit about, like, how you create other kinds of pasta? Like, what are the ingredients oh. if you can't find it in the wilderness? Yeah, if you, that's, that, that happens a lot. It's pretty hard to find some pasta in the wilderness. Okay. But you take your pasta, you get some flour, you get some water, you get definitely butter. You okay. always need some butter in there. And then you get some, some salt and some vinegar. Uh-huh. You put it into a bowl, and you wish it around, you wash it around, you go, ha, 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 I'm making pasta. You gotta say those words. Otherwise, that's key? It's key. Otherwise, you... It's not pasta. You have to bless it with that. Ha ha ha. It's pasta. You have to bless it with those words. The blessing. Good to know. Okay. And then you set it outside in the sun. Oh, okay. For two hours. Oh, okay. Uh, a day for seven days. Oh, wow. Otherwise, you have to bring it in. And when it's not outside, you have to bring it in, put it in a dark closet, mm. play some nighttime like music for it, some sure. soothing like bedtime music because it could needs it, its rest. Could it be like... Like ambient sounds, or does it need to be like music, music? No, you can you can choose whatever is like because if you play like like rock music, that pasta is gonna come out very like edgy and sure. like sharp. Sure. But you want it you want it to be soothed because then it'll become a nice smooth, smooth. noodle or something. Okay. Like that. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. So that is an incredible set of I've never heard of pasta being created like that. I've only. I mean, I've heard of some scenarios where, like, pasta and flour, butter, you know, all yeah. those things. Yes. But the the degree to which you go to making this pasta like smooth and all these eccentric things is that like best practices? Like, it's not everybody. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. everybody that's, knows it. That's how they do it in Italy. Sure. Okay. That is the utmost way. Like, obviously, other countries kind of have their ways, but we all know the best pasta comes from. Italy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's where it's created. It was where it was created. You people want to try and do you know add a new wave. It's like all those Pilates trends and all that out there. It's it's all trends. You just stick to what the core and what it you what it originally was. None of this new wave pasta. New just wave like the, pasta. No. You know, you just like play like 
groovy music or you like get hot you get it really hot and then you like do yoga around it no 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 don't do that just stick it two hours out a day then put it in the rest of the time to get a nice soothing song wow okay and then you put it back out two hours the next day for another whatever seven days so then once that kind of ritual is complete yes you just put it you then you craft it into whatever kind yes, of yes then, then you craft it you sure. either get out your utensils mm-hmm. um which is the easiest way to do it but you know the finest craftsmen use their hands wow okay you good use, to know you use yes. your hand. if you really want an mm-hmm. authentic experience you use the hands okay if you want to cheapen a little bit you use the utensils sure so if you're trying to create like a bow tie, for mm. instance, yes, you just kind of like pinch in the middle and then like get little ripples on the side. You just use your hand to kind of yeah, you, you kind of do a little bit of that, and then you just kind of scratch it a little bit, and you're like, hey, you're a good little bow tie. You're a good little bow tie. You want to encourage the sure. pasta to be good pasta. Absolutely, it's all about positive attitude. Yes, the pasta. Yes, and then you might caress it a little bit. And then, you know, you'd make your little few more additions, making sure you got all the right uh, bow tie features mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you want to tie it like a knot, like a like a landing knot or a, a boat knot or a cruising uh, speed knot. you Whatever you want, whatever knot you want, you can do that. But just make sure to speak positively to it. Uh, that's really, really insightful. Like the, the ha ha ha, your pasta. Yeah, ha ha ha, your pasta. All of these things... I've never heard of, but and that probably explains why I'm not great. I haven't yeah. made a good pasta. Yeah, you simply just got to put your as much love and speak the love mm-hmm. to the pasta as you're making it to make the best pasta you and can. And that's the same for, like, humans, too. You know, you got to, like, give encouragement. Yeah, you got to build it up, Yeah. you know, to make it the best it can be. I'm curious... So we've talked about some of the standard pastas, but there's some, also some rogue pastas out there, like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like lasagna pasta, those flat ones, yeah. or like, what's the stuff when it's got cheese inside? Uh, the ravioli? Yes, mm-hmm. ravioli. That ravioli. Like, those are, those incorporate lots of other things. Yeah, they can be, be tricky. Tri- yeah. They can be tricky to mm-hmm. deal with. Lasagna, oh man, sometimes you can get in a fight with the lasagna. Oh, sure. Like, it, it wants to, like... You know, it'll be like, give me the meat and the cheese, just put it on me. It'll like say that almost. Oh to my you. god. You can like feel it saying. Can you it hear too. the pasta? I can speaking? the lasagna I can. Sure. I can hear it's the loud. lasagna. And I'm like, whoa, lasagna. Like, let me do my magic. Sure. Like, calm down. It's the feistiest of all the pastas. Because mm-hmm. it just wants to be layered and baked and you know, the meat and the cheese. Yes. And all that jazz. And it's like, come on, lasagna. Like, I'm just trying to get you inside this pan. I don't need you yelling at me right now. Do you, in your in your studies and in yeah. your history work and lessons, have you learned a little bit about some of the other things that go, like, with pasta? So, like, cheese, meat, and sauces? Yeah, you, there's, there's a whole separate, when I was talking about those courses, there's a whole separate courses called... How to make that pasta great. That is oh. how it's called. It's called how to make that pasta great. So for each separate pasta type, there's yeah. another course. That there's another course that goes along with each of that. So pasta. extensive. Yeah, there, it's studies. There's a lot to it. Um, and so like I've taken all the you know the beginning, advanced, intermediate, and well the intermediate, advanced, and then the graduate or whatever. Yes. I have taken so many. It's just lost in my head sometimes sure. of how it works. Sure, sure. But yeah, you you learn like in those sessions, like with spaghetti, Mm -hmm. you want to have garlic bread. 
Mm. You know, that's crucial to having good spaghetti. Sure. Because, sure. you know, some people like to take the spaghetti and put it on the garlic bread. Uh-huh. Which, for me personally, I, I like to keep it separate. I do as well. I don't yeah. like the, my things. I mean, the sauce and the spaghetti is one idea. Yeah. And the, and the, the garlic the bread, bread is, is separate. separate. You don't want to just, like, combine it. It's no. like taking... Like, uh, like Lucky Charms, my favorite cereal, obviously. I'm an Irish. Um, you take Lucky Charms and then you just smash it into like mashed potatoes. Yeah. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Bleh. But whatever. People do it. I'm not that upset about it. But you take the, but you like, so yeah, spaghetti has garlic bread, linguine has, um, it has kolaches, which mm-hmm. is a Czechoslovakian um, dessert. Oh, Doesn't okay. sound like it'd go together, but it's a nice little pastry that has like little cherries in there oh. with um, that. That's very sweet. But the linguine, you know, the the more thickness of the linguine yes. goes well with the sweetness of the kolach. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Good to know. Okay, so yeah, there's so there's lots of types. Yeah, lots I mean, I can go into it even more about all these different. Uh, foods and what goes with them, what pairs correctly. Obviously, there was a whole nother class about wine and oh which wines God. best go with the each type of pasta. Oh, I didn't even think about wine. That's a whole I, separate. I thing. know. I got so drunk tasting all that wine I'm to figure sure. out what goes with spaghetti and what goes with angel hair and what goes with. And then you like can't hair. even taste the the pasta at that point because yeah. you're like so many wines in. I know. That's Chef Maestro, he, he, man, me and him, we had some long nights some and long mornings trying to get over our hangovers from all the pasta and, uh, and the wine we, we drank. That's, yes, quite a, do you, is there one pairing, you mentioned a few, but is there one that you, that you really enjoyed studying and learning about the most? Yeah, I, I, so Chris Angel here, I really mm-hmm. loved the, the Angel hair and pairing that actually with two different with, oh, okay. With some Chardonnay wine, mm-hmm. you know, some Chardonnay. It's very delicious. Um, you take that, you take the Chris Angel hair, and then you add a nice, delicious Godfather's bread breadstick. Oh, I'm talking wow. Godfather's, the, the pizza place. So you're in Italy. Does Godfather's... Godfather's is located in Italy, too. No way. Yeah. I. You would think it's just an American chain, but yeah. they did so well in America, they're just like... Let's just go over to Italy and hit them where it counts, and that's what it is. And the, I mean, all the all the Italians, I've I've talked to a bunch of them, and they're like, you gotta do this Chardonnay, the uh, the Chris Angel hair, and the Godfather's breadstick. I'm I'm shocked by it this. It is so good. That's incredible. Yeah. So, if I were to go to Italy and try some Godfather's Breadstick. Breadstick. Not, not the pizza. Just the breadstick. Okay, Sorry. this is a good distinction because, you know, they no, they do pizza as well. Though. Yes. But yes. not the pizza, just the Just the breadsticks in Italy. They okay. just went to Italy with just the restaurants that only serve the breadsticks. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. Good. Okay, so I'm going to have to try that. I'll, yes. I'll, I'll, I'll make it happen. Mm. I assume the breadsticks are separate from the linguine, as yes. you said, you know, with the garlic bread and the... And yes. Separate. Yes, now, there's a whole class about Godfather's breadsticks. Like that's how important they are. Oh my god! Is that you need to know about the essence of the Godfather breadstick? That's oh god! I didn't realize how how crucial they were to the history of pasta. It's it's oh I can't even I have no words. It's just so good. 
with all the different pasta. Do you have like a specific story, like one story that kind of like embodies like an out of body experience during like the, the, your favorite memory of your 15 years of studies oh. thus far? Like maybe, oh. maybe it's with Chef Maestro, maybe it's not, maybe it's no, it, it, it most certainly was with Chef it Maestro. It was? Okay. Yeah. So we're, we're up in the mountains of Italy. Oh, um, yes. Literally the Italy mountains is what they're called. Mm-hmm. And we're cruising on um, in our little Aston Martin, driving around the mountains. And we're like, we're so hungry. Like, we haven't had pasta for four hours. We wow. need more pasta. This is when we were out um, kind of in the countryside of the Italy mountains. And we were having um, pasta in all the different, like, altitudes you could go into and the different forests and mm-hmm. underwater we even went underwater to eat the pasta because chef maestro wanted to show me that pasta is good everywhere so we went uh we were up in the we were up in the mountains going around this mountain mount uh killing yeah it's mount killing it's a very tragic name right oh that's luckily funny. no one's died there oh but, good good but it's called, named after george killing who killed a lot of people oh okay uh, okay which is weird because his last name was killing and he killed it foreshadowed him. yeah it foreshadowed it <laughs> whatever uh so we were up there driving around and because we were up there we were so hungry we were trying to find this pot we were trying to find something to eat yeah. obviously it was just going to be pasta but we were up in a mountain yeah it was like we had ate our last pasta, and it was like, oh, what are we going to do? Uh-huh. So we, we stopped on the side of the road. We're almost near the top. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was the air of the, you know, just being up so high. But then this the clouds just, like, opened up. Oh, wow. And this bright light just came down. And it wasn't it wasn't God, actually. It was the Pope. And he was he handed down, like, for he was like, my children, I see you are without some pasta. What? It was Pope Francis, of course. Of not course. Pope Benedict. No, of course not. And then down came from the heavens. Even though Pope Francis isn't dead, he he has, I don't know how, I think he has like, he can, it's like the bat, the bat, uh, the bat symbol. Bat symbol. But he could literally live action himself up there. Like, Do you think like, he was still up. in the Vatican? Yeah. Like, I, just like a projection? Yeah, I could see Pope Benedict like kind of stumbling around behind him. Oh, like, okay. Like, just like So it's for around. sure not really him. It was like a, like a projection. It was a projection. Okay, okay. But what's crazy is in from the heavens came down this bull of angel hair, Chris angel hair pasta. And that wasn't a projection. That was real. That was real. That came from the heavens. What? It just guided down. I, it wasn't like a stork had it or anything. It like, it, Pope, I, he was just like, here is some pasta. And then in came just pasta coming down in just the most immaculate way possible. They're, they're like angels, just like tooting horns next to it. Oh and it's just beautiful. And it just came down right to me and Chef Maestro. And we ate it. And then we woke up on a beach outside of Naples. What? 16 hours later. What? Yeah. I have no idea what happened in that 16 hours. Maybe the Pope drugged us. I don't know. I felt great. We didn't have anything wrong with us, but we just woke up in Naples. Oh, my God. And so, and the Italy mountains are not close to Naples? Oh, no. Italy mountains are way up north. You know, like, the, how Italy's shaped like a boot? Yeah. Yeah, it's at, like, the thigh part of the boot. Oh, okay. The boots are going that high. Like, oh it's up there. Oh, my God. Yeah. And Naples is obviously down on the tip of the boot. Yes, you know, yes, right, yes. Right there. I, 
Is is the Pope does the Pope not only the direct like descendant of, or like the direct relation with God and like like the, the yes. person of yeah, that of course. But is he also like the direct contact to like the heavens of pasta? Like I, it seems like he's got a, a role to play. I mean, after learn, yeah. I, so yeah, I, that happened, and then I I went and Chef Maestro and I started talking, and then we. We went on Wikipedia, and mm-hmm. we were, as one does. As one does, you need to like understand why something happens. Sure. So you're gonna go to Wikipedia, and sure enough, we looked up Pope Francis, and then we went to Pope, you know, because we didn't need the specific. We just needed the Pope, and mm-hmm. you go down through the duties, and one of the duties is like love everyone. The other one's like, hey, be a cool Pope. Number three is like, hey. Uh, just to help people. Sure. And that's, it literally said, hey, just help people. Four, uh, then was be the protector and garter and all things pasta. Oh my God. And so, yes, you are correct. that. And then under that section, it was like, for anyone who loves pasta, the Pope is the man who speaks between the humans and the pasta gods. Wow. I, I know they say they're like in Christianity, you know, there's only one God. Sure. Sure. I was going to say, he probably doesn't believe in, like, another but god. He doesn't. It, but the pasta gods are in a separate... They're not, like, a god god. Sure. They are more just, like, an omnipresent, um, like, mother nature type of thing. Like an idea. Like an idea. Yeah. But they definitely have control over, like... Uh, telling the Pope when, like, what pasta's great and who to give it to and okay, all that okay. type of stuff. I wonder if anybody else has had that kind of, like, out-of-body experience. <sighs> I don't, the only... We, so when we're looking that up, the only other experience that we saw was... Um, oh, what was his name? It was um, Sir Edmund Hillary, the guy who climbed Everest. Oh. When he got to the uh, top of Everest, most people don't know this, that the Pope appeared there and oh, he was no like, way. congratulations, Sir Edmund, you have earned your pasta. And then pasta just came down to him. So Obviously it wasn't Pope Francis at the time. No. But I believe it was probably like, I think it was Pope uh, Benedictine. I think that's who it was. Sure. I, I could be wrong, but. So mountains also have a lot to do with. Yeah. If, if you get to the top of a lot of mountains, you can actually obtain pasta. By just being up there. Being, by just, being there. You just, ho- yeah, you be in there and hopefully the Pope's not like taking a quick snooze or something. Sure. Because if he's taking a snooze, you're not going to get it. But if yeah. he sees, like he has a little map, he like in his, in the Vatican, he has like a, uh, a big map of the world. And then he, he can see like when like a mountain gets climbed, it dings and then he'll be like, oh, gotta get to the Pope's, the pasta center. And then he runs, well, shuffles more because he's old. He shuffles over there and he's like, hey, Benedict, get out of my way, because Benedict's, you know, just like... Following around. Yeah, just like dilly-dallying around there. And they have, a, they have like a sitcom type of relationship. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. can see that. So Pope Francis then gets into like, it's like, have you ever seen X-Men? You know, the movie X-Men? The most recent one? Well, I think, yes. I think, I haven't seen the most recent one. I'm more of a Patrick either. Stewart, Professor sure. X. But you know, like, Professor X, he rolls into the middle of like, this like circular thing and then he goes into his mind state. Sure. That's what happens is the, the Pope goes into like this circular 
uh, room. Sure. And then he then he can see, and then that's how he projects like himself. Got it. Into the heavens above the mountain. This mountains. is more impressive than like him being the direct contact to God in my eyes. Yeah, like, that's I, incredible. I, it is. It's quite the powers. So like when they switch popes, sometimes it takes the next pope a little bit of time to really fully grasp. So yeah. I recommend if you want pasta on top of a mountain. To wait a few years into the Pope's reign. Sure, sure. And then sure. he'll bring you pasta. That that makes sense because you, you, they're rusty. They're in training. They're yeah. just like learning the ropes. Mm-hmm. This is fascinating. I'm so glad I asked because that's an incredible... I, I, yeah, you should have led with that. You buried I, the lead I, I on that story. much. Uh, but I just want to, you know, I, I don't want to like overwhelm you with this knowledge. No, of, you... There, I know that there is like... Uh, so many different ways we could go in conversation oh, on all of these. I love you know. pasta. There's so much to it. So you have do, been doing this for a long time. Oh yeah. Clearly. Yeah. And the pasta, the Pope. The Pope. Gave the you pasta. pasta. Man. He That's, gave you pasta. Yeah, he so, gave me pasta. So clearly, you are well known in the pasta sphere. Yes. You've earned your place. I've earned my place. You you know a lot, but you also mentioned that you don't know the full extent yet. It's a lot. It's a lot oh, of years. It's a lifelong journey. Yes. You know, like most like most things, but pasta is even more important than most things. It is because it truly is. You got to know what you're eating. Yes. And most people don't understand that. And more pasta. than that, you have to know where this came from. Yeah, and, and the you, extensive history. Yes, of it. and know everything. Uh-huh. That goes along, and I, I guess I just I just want people to know, you know, yes. the thing about pasta. Yes. Yeah. So when I passed you on the street and we talked about this, and I said, "Hey, yeah, you know, I was podcast." Yes, I was reading a newspaper, mm-hmm. you know, reading about the most Italian news I could. Sure. Um, about the the super couple, uh, Alejandro and Alejandra. Mm-hmm. Crazy, they're 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 engaged but yeah crazy uh and then and then i i, I like move my newspaper down and you're standing there yeah. right at me and you're like, just staring at you because that's at what you. i do i just kind of run at yeah. people staring at and, them. and you stare at me and you're like hey you look like you know pasta i just knew and then i was like wow i could tell i do and then i we were like and then we just got got to talking yeah you know and you i also threw away the newspaper i just threw it away I, Oh, good. That's what you do in Italy with newspapers. You just throw, throw them. Throw them. Yeah. On the street. It's actually more fun. If you hit someone, they actually illegally uh, have to give you $2 for hitting What? Well, two uh, euros. Sure. I believe that. Sure, Sorry. sure, sure. Give my countries mixed. Of course, sometimes. of course. Um, and so you you truly are, in my eyes and in my mind, an yes. expert in pasta. Oh, yeah. But I'm wondering for you, like, what's the distinction for you? You've got a lot of studying left to do, but like... Do you consider yourself an, a true pasta expert, and why? I mean, I'm no chef maestro. Mm-hmm. Um, but for 15 years, I would say I, I obviously know more than most people. Sure. Yeah, but, I would say that. But truly, you do not reach the level of what even even above what chef maestro is at. Mm-hmm. And he's very high on the uh, pasta ladder, if sure. you say. Um I, to reach above that, to hit the top level, the Xenon level mm, of mm-hmm. pasta, you have to go through, ex- I have to go through all these courses even more, and then I have to meditate oh. for seven years. Like, like Buddhism. Like Buddhism. But I, on I don't, pasta. But on pasta. I don't know if people know this, but the early Buddhists also, um, like, discovered pasta. So the Pope and the Buddha- Buddhism... 
they kind of are like hand in hand, like with what? pasta. Oh my god! Yeah, all this religion coming in. All these religions are actually come together, and they kind of both can speak to the pasta, like no Mother way. Nature essence. Oh my god! And so that's why there's the seven seven years of uh, meditation where uh-huh. you just go sit in a room full of spaghetti, bow tie, linguine, all that different pasta. You just sit there, and while it like shifts around on you, you know, mm. it kind of moves around. You just have to sit there um, and just embrace the pasta. Does the pasta get moldy and gross in those seven? No, years? they replace oh, it. Oh, they replenish. Yeah, okay. it's it's about so the room is probably about the size of a half of a basketball court. Okay, you know, it's about that that long and wide, um, and then also thirteen feet tall. Um, so mm. they fill it with pasta. Oh, Obviously wow. not too much where you suffocate. You don't sure. want that to happen. But they replace it every five days. They put in new okay. pasta, you know. Okay. Because it's wet. It's not like the dry, you know, like dry and then it's like brittle before you put it into a, mm. a pan to like It's get like it. cooked pasta. It's, it's cooked and timey. Mm-hmm. And you sit in the middle of it while it's kind of gushing around. And they actually have like... You know, it's like to represent like you making the pasta and you're stirring it together with like a spoon or a fork. They actually have like a big fork in there stirring around oh, wow. around you so it's constantly moving. Oh my God. And then they actually have butter come in too. Oh my God. And it pours down on top of that pasta. And don't worry, the pasta doesn't go to waste. They don't throw it away. They Good. give it to the hungry. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Where are you at in your studies to, like, when will this meditation time come for you? Oh, man. I hope it's, like, an, you know, like, 12 years, but it's probably more going to be 15 years. Wow. It's still a little bit down the road, but I'm looking for it. I, I'm training right now, honestly. You oh, have you to are. get your training on. So, like, now I'm just in a room about uh, about a, the, the lane on a basketball court. Okay. You know, the lane, the lane part. Uh, sure. Like, if you get a three-second violation, you don't want to be in that. Sure. That's the part that I'm... That's about the size of the room I'm in. Okay. It's about seven feet tall. Okay. Um, and with just spaghetti right now. No, okay. no other types of pasta. No fork. It's just me sitting in a bunch of spaghetti. Just the prep for whatever Just the prep. And then slowly, you know, I, I look to each year, kind of add an, thing, another thing of pasta, like linguine, angel hair, um, and then ex- slowly expand into another room. Wow. This is so extensive. I would have never guessed the amount of training you have to do to become a true... Because you have to become one with the pasta. Yes. It's it's such a a, a out-of-body, in-body, mental thing. There's so many different facets of it. When you finish your training, will you become... Um, like what's the title that you were given like a true pasta historian or like no it's actually you become a a Hidago Shanka Supre whoa Hidago Shanka Supre yeah what is that what is the language it means the pasta man oh my god yeah you were literally just called the pasta man oh that's beautiful yeah and really because you are the pasta man and if you're you're a woman you're the pasta woman or you can be the pasta man if Mm -hmm. you want to if you want to just be like i'm the fucking man in this situation yes it's totally fine that's beautiful yeah oh wow patrick this has been just truly an honor to to hear from you thank you i'm glad i lowered that newspaper i know i'm glad i'm glad that i i ran at you and stared you down yes 
Because otherwise, I would have never understood the true history of pasta, the true importance of it in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. The the connection, like oh my god, yeah, people need to know this. They don't understand. If people aren't willing to go through this much training to to understand the Mm -hmm. full extent of pasta, where are some resources they can go to just learn a little bit more? Well, they can they can call the number one eight hundred. I want pasta. Okay. Um. And then they will. Uh, then you have to pay nine ninety nine to talk to someone about pasta. Oh, okay. And they'll tell you um, the basics of pasta. Okay. And if, if you don't want to call that number, you can also just um, you can go online. I have a blog called the Pasta Wannabe Man. Uh, okay. Com, and okay. I kind of give you the history of pasta things. Oh, know? perfect. Trying perfect. to help people out. That's good to know, because I'll definitely have to give that a, a yes, look. Yes, So I can get some more tips. I have some cute pictures of pasta that mm. also are the pictures I sent to my parents. But, Perfect. uh... They... They'll, they'll be proud of me. I know they'll be proud of me once I'm the pasta man. There's no way they can't be proud of you now. You've gone through so much. I've gone through so much. I'm excited for your reunited. When you when you're reunited with them. Yeah, I can't do that until I become the pasta man. So I've oh, got a, time. I've got another, you know, sixteen maybe years. So oh, wow. And then they'll be there on the other side when I when I come out and have reached full xenon level. Oh. I, I'm so excited to be there when you do as well. I know. If that's okay with you, I love. Oh to no, be there. absolutely. Well, we, I'll come. I'll come outside the room, and then we'll just have a big old pasta like Thanksgiving type oh. of thing. Like instead of just having th- turkey, gravy, mashed potatoes, pumpkin pie, it's just, just pasta. pasta. Oh, all forms of pasta. Just pasta. pasta. Yeah. Mm. Thanks for tuning in to Phonies. We We definitely definitely know know what we're we're talking talking about. about.